Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. I love that. I love that. I know you just had a seat, but why don't you jump back up on your feet really quick? It's like Catholic Church up in here today, right? We're up and down today. I love that. I, uh, I wanted to start out by, by reading scripture. We do it. If you're able to, if you can stand on your feet, that would be awesome. I mean, we just want to stand in honor of God's Word, and I just believe that God's Word is so powerful and so incredible, and we're going to look at a story that I even read a few weeks ago. We looked at it from a different angle, but I really do believe that there's another angle we're going to look at it from today. We've been in a series called I Love My Church. Somebody shout, I love my church. That was pretty good. I said, I love my church. Somebody shout, I love my church. I like it. Well, we've been talking about our core values, what we want to be known for. What we want, again, this has been kind of just elementary for us. Just kind of going back to the basics for us, just kind of just stripping it down and saying, hey, listen, at the end of the day, these are the things that we want to be known for, right? Jesus is our point. People are our heart. Excellence is our ordinary. Faith is our reaction. Generosity is our privilege. Celebration is our response. And today, I want to talk to you from this idea of this, this topic that really is not brought up in culture a whole lot because it's actually the opposite of what we see. But it's this idea that honor is our posture. That honor is our posture. So again, as you stood up, man, it's just an honor of God's word. So I just encourage you, as you're reading the Bible, when you crack it open throughout the week, I encourage you, read your Bible every day. But as you do that, just begin to honor this thing right here. Begin to honor the words that literally God is speaking to us through his Bible. And so I just want to take a look at Mark chapter 6. We read it a few weeks ago. Again, looked at it from a different angle. Uh, we're going to look at it from a, a different place today. It's in Mark chapter 6. It's in verse 1. We're going to read six verses together. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. Okay. Here's what the Bible says. It says this. Jesus left that part of the country and returned to, with his disciples to Nazareth, which is his hometown. And the next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom? Like, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. Watch what they said. Hey, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and his sisters. Don't we know them, girls? Don't we know them? Like, we, they live right here among us. And they were deeply offended. And watch what it says. They refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told him this. He said this, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. Watch this right here. This is the part that I don't want us to be about. This is the part that I don't want us getting comfortable with this thing called church and this thing called Jesus and this relationship. I don't want us to get comfortable just seeing, oh, baptisms are happening. We've got more signed up to be baptized in a second. I don't want that to be normal because watch what happens when it just becomes ordinary. Watch what the Bible says. It says this, and because of their unbelief, he couldn't do many miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Let it not be said of us that God would not be amazed with our unbelief, but that he would be amazed with our belief. And he would be amazed with our honor for him. And today, we're going to talk about that. Honor is our posture. I'm so glad everybody's watching online, jumping in there. Can we put our hands together and welcome everybody in that's watching online? Love you. 
Glad you're here, but come on, let's pray. Just ask God to speak to us today. God, we honor you. Today we love you, Jesus. We want you to know that we're here for you. We were here because of you. And God, we just love singing that name, Jesus. We love talking about that name of Jesus, that it's the name of Jesus that cancer vows, and it's the name of Jesus that depression has to flee, and it's the name of Jesus that divorce and, and, and on the brink of divorce comes back together and is unified. And God, we just believe that you are still in the miracle work in business. And we are going to be a church. We are going to be a place that says, you know what, God? We love you. We're all about you. We are so thankful for you. And we're going to stand in honor of what you're doing in our lives. God, we love you. Speak to us today, Holy Spirit, as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, if you love Jesus, can we make a little bit of noise on the way to our seat? All right, good, good, good. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Man, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful for you. And uh, as you're having a seat, let me just give just a, uh, I like to, what I like to call a next generation push, okay? And so I want to just tell you a little bit about uh, what we believe as a church. Obviously, we're going to talk in just a second about honor is our posture. But I just want to take a second just to talk about how much we love the next generation. Don't we love the next generation with kids and youth and college students around here? Come on, we love them, Purpose Church. I love them. I just want you to know our heart as a church, we've always talked from the very beginning that if we could do kids ministry really well and worship really well, the preaching can stink. Come on, somebody, but everybody going to come anyway because we got a good next-gen uh, thing going on in worship. And so I'm just really glad uh, for them. They, they love our students, our kids. And I just want to tell you a little bit. I know we talked about it last week a little bit. But Purpose Kids, man, right here on the other side of the wall, I love seeing the elementary class coming up in here, celebrating the fact that we get to baptize somebody. They got some friends in the second service that they're going to party with that are getting uh, going public with their faith. And so I can't wait to see them come in and during the second service as well. But I'll just tell you again, man, we love students. We love kids. We want you to know if you are a, a parent that you have kiddos, uh, listen, we love them. We're so thankful that we get to teach them Jesus on their level. Right behind these walls, again, man, in that safe fun, crazy environment that's back there. They're learning about Jesus on their level. Is anybody in here? Come on, all the parents in the room, we're thankful for Purpose Kids, right? We get to enjoy this place. Man, I'll just tell you, it's more than babysitting for us. We believe that we're raising world changers. We believe that we are imparting on them the, the fact that Jesus has called them to something greater than just going through life and just doing the motions. No, no, no. You are a child of the king. You are somebody that needs to be called out. That You know what? You have something on the inside of you. If y'all can't tell, I'm fired up today, okay? So, so that's what's happening in Purpose Kids. I just honor every leader. That's back there. I'm so thankful for them. And then I just want to tell you a little bit about what we have a new, kind of just a new step that we're taking as a church. Obviously, with a facility that we have now, we're going to be stepping into a new season even uh, with some youth ministry. Come on, somebody, right? And so I'll just tell you again, this facility is going to be a place that we get to, to, to have some of those things together. Uh, whereas before, it was really hard to try and do anything consistently with youth. And I just want to throw this out there to you. Maybe you're interested in serving uh, 6th through 12th grade students right now. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a parent. Maybe you love, just love students. Maybe you're a college student. Listen, this is a great opportunity for you to serve. And if you are interested in serving in Purpose Youth, which I'll just tell you is about to, I'm just believing God for some incredible things that's about to happen in our student ministry. Because I always say the wave starts in the student section, right? At any game, the wave starts in the student section. And so, again, I believe that with our church. And so if you're interested in serving in the next generation as far as youth ministry,
ministry goes. I'm going to invite you to stay after next Sunday at the end of second service, the second experience. We've got a youth interest meeting. If you're interested in doing that, interested in, in again, kind of getting it off the ground here at the lot, uh, I would love for you to stay. We're going to feed you some lunch. We're going to have a good time together. Uh, we'll have just some leaders that will be able to share the vision of where we're going as a student ministry. And I want to invite you to be a part of that. If that's you, listen, show up next Sunday afternoon after the second service. Everybody good with that? About six of you. I said, everybody good with that? Yeah. All right, good. And I'll tell you again, Purpose You, which is now shifted names, which is now Purpose Young Adults. And so if you're 18 to 25, yeah, you hear them in this room right now, right? Uh, if they're come, a lot of them's coming to the second service because they're sleeping in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but Purpose YA is now what it's going to be called because we don't want it just to be a college thing. We want you to know that if you're not in college or maybe you're in a walk of life where you got, you're already past college or whatever it might be, we want to let you know that we still want to invest in you. The old, the old Babdecostal guy in me is what I am. I'm Babdecostal if y'all ain't found that out yet, right? Is this idea, we used to call this the, the young adult ministry. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, this is college and careers, okay? Like that's what this is, but we want more than that for you. We really believe that you're in a great season of your life, that God wants to use you. God wants to change you. God wants to transform you. And I just believe that God wants to use this season of your life to traject the rest of your life into whatever he's called you to do. So I'm telling you, every single Sunday night, come here at 5 o'clock if you're an 18 to 25-year-old. Damien, who's up here on stage uh, doing announcements just a few minutes ago, him and his wife, Olivia, direct that and get to lead that. So I'm really grateful for them and their heart for this church, their heart for young uh, people, 18 to 25. That's the next generation I wanted to talk about, all right? Everybody okay with that? All right, now let's jump into it together, okay? So here's what I want to ask everybody really quick. How many of y'all know that all of us in this room, uh, we are living in a culture that honor really is not our posture? Come on, everybody wave your hand. How many of y'all know we live in a cancel culture? Come on, wave at me. How many of y'all know that we live in a uh, uh, really a dishonorable posture as a culture, right? And I think about that, and I think about uh, I think all of us can understand. If you got Facebook, you know that, right? Like if you if you have friends, if you are in uh, any sort of uh, area of your life where you can understand that in the culture that we are in in right now, this generation that we're a part of, that all of us are a part of, you got to understand that what it seems to be right now is it's popular to disrespect people. That it's popular to go out and be quick to judge other people. It's popular to criticize. It's popular to condemn. It's popular to dishonor. And again, we live in a culture that it is popular just to cancel somebody if they don't necessarily agree with what you think, right? And I think so many times what happens is we live in an offended culture, right? They're just a posture of offense all the time. And uh, here, look, this is something I wanted to share with you really quickly is the fact that if you are offended and you're looking to be offended, you will always find what you're looking for, right? I'm telling you, you'll find it anywhere you look at it. You're going to find something to be offended about. But I'm convinced that what we're going to talk about today, that if you and I can get this right, if we can get this spirit on our lives, if you and I can follow into this spirit of, of honor, I just believe that if you do not have it, that it can limit your life. That it really can limit your life. I want to talk to us about what I think is one of the most important, one of the most overlooked virtues, values uh, of life. That is, it matters to God. And I believe it should matter to us as his church, but also us individually in our lives. See, I love this story in Mark chapter 6. And again, if you're looking for stories of how you can uh, know more about Jesus, just start in the Gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all have kind of different ideas, excuse me. And, and just vantage points of things that actually took place in the life of Jesus. And I love 
Mark 6. There's been something about it in my daily reading. Like I keep coming back to Mark chapter 6 because there is it's just a rich chapter. But let me give you a little bit of context when it comes to what we read just at the very beginning. Because right before this, you go back to Mark chapter 5. And again, I encourage you to read this throughout the week. There, there are some things that are going on that Jesus is doing that we see him doing. So what we find out in Mark chapter 5 is that Jesus heals this woman that had been bleeding for 12 years solid, like straight. Like you got to understand, she was not allowed to be in a crowd. She didn't care though. She was getting herself to Jesus because she knew if she could get close to Jesus, listen, that Jesus would change her life forever. I love that. And I just want to encourage you, why don't we do whatever it takes to get close to Jesus? Why don't we do whatever it takes right now? Whatever that next step for you looks like in your life, would you and I take a next step towards Jesus and say, you know what? I'm willing to get as close to you as I can, God. I want as much of you as you can give me. I want anything that you want to give me in my life, God. I am getting close to Jesus, right? I love that. She does that. She gets close to Jesus. She touches just the, just the bottom of his, uh, his robe that he had on. And guess what? She was healed instantly. And he's in a big crowd of people. Okay, so you see that takes place. Then not only happens uh, what's going on also in Mark chapter 5 is that there is a little girl that passes away. And I love the fact that Jesus, you know, to, to, uh, to me and, and, and what, when I read about Jesus, like death doesn't stop Jesus, right? And I love that even in the midst of death that Jesus can still be hope and life. And what he does is in this chapter, in Mark chapter 5, he actually goes into this room and everybody's laughing at Jesus. He just said, oh, no, 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 she's not, she's not dead, she's just asleep. And, and everybody's laughing, everybody's mocking, there is no honor there, but Jesus still walks in and says, you know what? Uh, he says an incredible couple words to her, and I love it, it's Talitha Kaum, which means little girl, get up. Which I love that. And so what happens is, guess what? Little girl starts to breathe again. She starts to live again. And guess what? Can you imagine just being on the other side of that door? He had everybody get out, and all of a sudden you hear little feet pitter-pattering all over the ground. Like if you can imagine that, that's what's going on in the house. So I want to give us context. What we just read, this happened right before that. So Jesus not only healed a lady for 12, 12 years of an issue of blood, he also raised a dead person to life right before what we read today. And what we see right there is that Jesus and his disciples show up in the hometown. They get there and they get, they, they're starting to do what Jesus is doing, right? He's, he's on a mission to let everybody know he is the Messiah and he wants to heal not only physical ailments but spiritual ailments. And what we begin to see and what we begin to watch is the fact that this guy right here steps into his hometown. This man named Jesus with his disciples steps into his hometown, not where he was born but where he grew up. And people in Jesus' hometown, they're looking for the Messiah. They're like, hey, we, we, we know the Messiah is coming we know he's going to be here. We're looking for him. And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up on the scene. And what happens is, is they start questioning the Messiahship. That's not even a word, but I'm going to make it one today, okay? Like the Messiahship of Jesus. And what begins to happen, they start saying, you know, hey, yo, isn't that the carpenter's son? Like, isn't that, isn't that, don't we know his sisters? Boy, don't we know his sisters. You know what I'm talking about? Like, whoa, man, mm, man, that's, don't we know his family? And what begins to happen is they got too familiar with Jesus, and watch what happens. All of a sudden, they wouldn't believe that an ordinary carpenter's kid would actually be the Son of God. And the Bible tells us that Jesus was unable to do many miracles there. And the Bible then says something pretty scary right after that. And it says again that Jesus was amazed, as we talked about just a few weeks ago, at their lack of faith. But again, as we've talked about, not, not purpose, church, let it not be said of us, because faith is our reaction. And we're going to step into seasons, not in fear, but actually in faith. That's going to be what we're going to respond with. 
And so again, I, I think this is so crazy in the fact that the Bible says that in his hometown, he was shown a lack of of honor. Now, if you go to the Bible, and I've heard Pastor Craig Rochelle teach on this before, he talks about there's a few words in the Greek language that actually talk and deal with honor. And there's this one word called uh, atomos, atimos, I'm sorry, atimos. Everybody say atimos. I like that. You're speaking some Greek today, right? Which means to dishonor, which means to treat as common or ordinary. I want you to know that. Now, you don't need to know the Greek word in order to understand that we live in a culture without that, right? We live in a culture that is, is literally without honor. We see that also happening in the Bible. Then there's another Greek word called time, which is just spelled time. And what we see is it's a Greek word talking about honor, which means to value, to respect, to highly esteem, to treat as precious, to treat as weighty, and to treat as valuable. And so I want to just take just a second. What does honor do? Like, what is, what is the characteristics of honor? When we show honor, when we want to do that, what does that do? It esteems, it cherishes, it values, it builds up, it believes the very best about other people, right? That's what honor does. What does dishonor do? What does this, this artemos, what does that have to do with us? You know what that does? It's, it just treats as common. It tears other people down. It devalues. It assumes the worst. It's where you say, you know what? There's nothing really special about you. There's no reason uh, to get like really uh, to treasure you or to, to accept you. I shouldn't say anything good about you. I shouldn't expect anything from you. You're just simple. You're just common. You're just ordinary. Again, I want us to think about this because the gospel is so countercultural to the rest of the world that the rest of the world says, hey, you know what? Do that. Just to, just to devalue in order to bring yourself up. Why don't you talk about them? Why don't you tear them down? Why don't you do whatever you can to really dishonor them, treat them as common, as ordinary, whereas I believe the Bible is so countercultural, it flips it on its head and says, no, 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 I think you should esteem, I think you should honor. We'll look at a second what the Bible says about that, even beyond this actual scripture right here that we just read. I think about it uh, in, in a marriage, right? How many of y'all, where the married people at in the house? That's good. Y'all have been learning because you know I'm going to ask you if you don't say, woo, you're in trouble. All right? Like, we're all the single people in the house. Come on, let me hear you. All right. Wait, wait, everybody, if you're single in the house, wave, raise your hand in the air, wave around like you just do care, and then look around. See if this is what you're working with. All right? If you don't like this, we got another service. Just come back to the 1045, okay? Um, but none of my single people and my married people, I want to talk to the married people really quick because what happens is this idea uh, of becoming common and ordinary, this idea of honor begins uh, when we first start dating, right? Like you can imagine and you think about it when you first start dating her, like you are, you're freshening yourself up, gentlemen, you're actually putting deodorant on, come on somebody, you're fixing your hair, you're opening the door, you're, you're bringing gifts, you're leaving her little notes everywhere, you're giving her compliments, you're doing all the things at the very beginning, you brag on her, you take her out, you don't be leaving your, like you don't, you don't be tooting in the car, okay, like you ain't doing none of those things, I'm can we edit that out, please? Like, rewind that real quick. Um, you'll be doing that and, like, leaving the windows up. I know some of you guys do that now. Quit playing. Uh, but, but maybe that's just my own reference. I'm really sorry. This is terrible. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm really embarrassed right now. Um, okay. Um, so, so at first you didn't do that, though, right? At first you didn't do that. That was one of those things that, man, you did whatever it took to make sure you had it together, that you were taking care of them, that you were showing them honor. 
But what begins to happen as we become common in that relationship, as it becomes ordinary, as it becomes just one of those things that we just do, you get married, over time you settle in a little bit, you begin to start to take for granted that person, that person that you vowed to spend the rest of your life with, that you would honor, you would love, honor, and cherish until death do us part, and you just take it for granted. And some of you guys show more love to the dog than you do your wife. today all right but but I want to share something with you is that's what happens with honor that's what happens it becomes common when that person that relationship just becomes everyday ordinary what begins to happen is that we just begin to take it for granted I think the same thing happened in Scripture the same thing took place when it came to Jesus in, the, in his life. And I'm going to challenge you. You want a God-honoring marriage? Do what Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says. It says, be devoted to one another in love. And watch this. Honor one another above yourself. And again, for me in my life, I, I want you to understand that I, like, I want to take care of myself. But more so than anything, I need to be taking care of my wife if I want a God-honoring marriage, right? I need, to, I need to serve her. I, need to, I love what another version of that says in the ESV. It says to outdo each other in showing honor. I really love that. We'll talk about that more in just a second. But you want a common marriage? You want just an everyday ordinary marriage? Treat that person as just ordinary with no respect, no honor. And when you do what once became special now just becomes common. And you may be thinking, well, they don't deserve honor. They don't deserve honor. That may be what you're thinking right now. And this is what I want to challenge you with, with this thought, is we don't give honor because they deserve it. We give honorable because we are honor because we are honorable people. That's why. I'm going to give honor because this is what I want you to write down. And this is something I heard Pastor Craig Rochelle say before as well. Respect is earned. Honor is given. Respect is earned. Honor is given. I believe the key to unlocking success in people's life I believe the key to sometimes unlocking the supernatural in life is the fact that you and I show this thing called honor. And what's crazy, I just believe, is that when you start to give honor to someone, you treat them as special, you treat them as weighty, you treat them as uh, precious, you start to build them up, you start to believe the best, to encourage them, oftentimes they will rise to the level that you and I begin to show honor to. But what happens on the flip side is the fact that, you know what, if I tear you down, if I talk bad about you, if I say this and I just pull you down over and over again, what they end up doing is they end up sinking to that area of honor that we're willing to show. So I want to challenge all of us that honor, you know what it does? It builds up, whereas dishonor tears down. Honor builds up, dishonor tears down. And here at Purpose Church, honor is our posture. I want you to understand that, that we want to be people of honor. And, and again... We don't want to become familiar with what Jesus is doing. We don't want to become familiar with just, just going through the motions and it's common and it's ordinary. No, no, no. We want to continually have a posture of honor. Well, who do we want to honor? What do we want to honor? What do we want to show honor to? I got four things I want to show that you and I, I believe we need to give honor to. Are you all ready for those? Everybody good? Okay, number one, it's God. Right, number one, we need to be a church, and we are going to be a church. And I'm asking you as individuals that make up this church that we would honor God. I'm talking about God, the one true God, Elohim, El Shaddai, Yahweh, Jehovah, like that God, okay? Like the God who is our creator, the God who is our righteousness, the God who is our sanctifier, the God who is our healer, the God who is our banner of victory, the God who is our savior, the God who is our shepherd, our peace, and our provider. That's the God that I'm talking about. That we would honor God. And there's a few areas that we'll talk about in a second of how we can do that. 
right? But we're going to be a church. Where, you know, I'm going to call this out of you, that you would be a person that honors God. Even Jesus, when he's talking and he's teaching us how to pray, what does Jesus say? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know what that means? Honored is your name. Honored are you, God. Man, great is your name, God. And so Jesus, even as he's speaking of that, he's telling us that we need to honor God. How do we do that? What areas of our life should we do that? I believe there's a few areas. How do we honor God? We honor him by what he gives us. Okay, so again, we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, this church, God is giving us certain things. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to honor him with it. We're going we're to honor God with the, with the things that he has given us. Scripture says to honor him with the things that he's given us, our wealth, our first fruits. Psalm 24 verse 1 says this, the earth is the Lord's, and come on everybody, everything in it. Somebody say everything. Everything in it, okay? Like, like literally, the, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything that you produce. See, everything that I have, it comes from God in the first place. The reason that I'm able to wake up in the morning, have breath in my lungs, is because God gave it to me in the first place. And so for me, everything that we are comes from God. And so when he said he gives me any increase, he gives me anything, right? I just believe it's my honor just to say, God, listen, thank you so much for what you've done to me. I'm going to return the tithe to you because it is a small gratitude that I can show you of what you've given me. I want to give to you. I want to give back to you what you've given to me. And so I think, well, obviously, we're going to honor God with what he has given us. Number two, somebody shout number two. All right, how else do we honor God? We're going to honor God with our bodies. We're going to honor God with our bodies. What does Romans chapter 12 verse 1 say? It says, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Right? Honor God with your bodies. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he'll find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is truly the way to honor him. I just want to challenge some of us in this room we are letting things in our life. We are putting things in our body. We are going places that, you know what, I'm going to call out on some of us today. Maybe we shouldn't be going there if we're going to honor God with our bodies. Because as a Christ follower, I've signed up to say, you know what, my body, I'm a, I'm a living sacrifice for you, God. And the fact is, there's some places that I don't need to go. There's some things that I'm not going to do. There's some things that I'm not going to look at, that I'm not going to put in my ears and that may make us seem a little different. That may make us seem a little out there. But you and I have been called and set apart to live a holy life, a different life. Not to be a weirdo. I mean, talking about that. I'm just talking about, listen, you can be set apart and still have influence in culture. But honoring God with your body. Just challenge you with that. That is so important for us because, again, I even think it, uh, I mean, anything that we, we watch, some of you are so enveloped in Netflix right now that you're watching things that you know you probably shouldn't be. You're listening to things. You're listening to things on the radio. And again, I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm not a guy that says you follow these ritual, you know, these certain things, and then you'll be. No, no, no. I'm just trying to say, you know what, where God is calling you to go, you can no longer do some of those things. Because I believe God is calling you to another level. And so, again, that's why I'm going to challenge us. We're going to honor God with what he gives us. We're going to honor God with our bodies. And then we're going to honor God with our worship. Somebody shout worship. We're going to honor God with our worship. See what Matthew chapter 15 verse 8 says. It says this, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. 
Let it never be said about us as a church, or you as an individual, that, hey, you know what? We'll say we let, we'll give lip service to God, but we won't follow it by living our lives in a constant state of worship. Because that's what it is. Worship can be 25 minutes on a Sunday, or it needs to be an every single day type thing that you and I do. And so, again, it is a, we're going to honor God with our body. We're going to honor the goodness of God in a culture that may make fun of that, in a culture that may say that's not a big deal. We are going to be people that honor God. Amen or oh me, church. Amen. Amen. I love that. Next thing we're going to talk about, honor. Who we're going to show honor to? It's our parents. Oh, it's going to get quiet up in here in just a second. All right. Honor our parents. Right. We're going to be a church of honor. We're going to be a church that we're going to honor our parents. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 tells us, honor your father and mother. Right. We're going to honor our parents. Let me talk to the kiddos, students that are in here right now. Some of you are going to say, well, my parents are weird. Yeah, they are. Okay. All right. Your parents are weird, I get it. But here's the deal, and I'm going to talk to you really quick. Parents, parents, we're not called to be our kids' best friends. We are called to be the spiritual authority imparting life in their lives. And we're going to teach them at home how they can show honor so that the rest of their lives, they'll show honor to other people. Something real simple in my house, we don't, we don't get it right every time, but I promise you, we're gonna, I'll clear my throat until somebody says it. All right, It's a yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir. I know, well, it may, I know that may seem old school. We call people by their missus name a lot of times. It's older than us, right? I know that for some people that makes everybody feel old, but we're just going to be people that impart honor on our kids to honor people that are in authority, to honor our parents. We're going to say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And again, in our house, I'll, I'll, <clears throat> I'll clear my throat like that. Oh, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. You know, And I love that. I know that's simple. But again, how are we ever going to expect our kids to honor their boss if they won't start at home? So I just want to think, we as a church, we're going to teach honor, something we're going to be a part of. Honor is our posture. And again, you're robbing them of the blessing of teaching them to give honor to those that are around them. Because it is a blessing to be able to honor and speak life to other people. Number three, y'all good with that? Everybody good with that, parents? Number three, if I ain't got up in your business yet, I'm about to right now. Here we go. Number three is we're going to honor authority. We're going to honor authority. You can go and read Romans chapter 13 if you'd like. Romans chapter 13, 1 through 7 talks about governing authorities and all of those things. Now, again, I believe there is a moment in time in our life where we have to make decisions as the church. That may not be what culture is saying. But I'll tell you, and this is something I want you to write down, is that you can disagree without be dishonoring. You, you can disagree without be, being dishonorable and dishonoring to somebody. And again, I, 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 let me, can we talk real quick? Everybody okay? I don't care if you voted for this person or that person, if you like this person or that person. Again, you can disagree. I have in the past. I have currently. I have all the time, right? There are things I agree with, whether it's policy or person or whatever it might be or how they communicate, whatever. There's the, 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 we can disagree on certain things without dishonoring other people. And again, I want us to understand, again, that is different than the world would say. The world would say, no, 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 cancel them. Be done with them. Don't even talk to them. Don't look at them. Don't even like tweet about them. Don't, like, don't, don't, don't give them a time of day. But no, no, no. That's not what I'm asking of our church when we show honor to authority. You know what I'm asking of us is that we pray for the people that are in authority. That we would be willing to say, you know what, I'm going to pray for our leaders. That we're going to be a church that prays for our politicians. That we're going to be a place that prays for our officers and medical uh, staff and our bosses. That we're going to pray for them whether we voted for them or not, right? We're going to pray for our leaders. Why? Because we are honored. 
honorable. That's what it is. Not because necessarily sometimes they deserve it, but because we are going to pray because that's the, how we're going to show honor. I think about David in the Bible, right? David uh, uh, literally was expected to be the next king of God's people of Israel. And what began to happen is there's this guy named Saul. Everybody say, boo. No, don't do that. That's not showing honor, okay? Saul was a bad guy, okay? Saul, Saul wanted nothing to do with David. He tried to kill David over and over and over again. Chased him in to a cave. Ran for his life. And yet what did David still do after all of that? Guess what he still did? He still honored Saul. He had a moment in time where he could have had lived, literally uh, killed Saul. But David did not do that. And I don't know about you, but I've never had authority trying to come after me to kill me. All right? And so if David can do it, I'm going to challenge all of us that we can show honor. We might disagree. It's okay to disagree sometimes, but it doesn't have to be dishonorable how you and I present that disagreement to somebody else. Everybody okay? Cool. Last thing is this, um, uh, and then I'll talk about why it matters. Again, I think pastors and leaders, spiritual leaders, are, are some people that we should show honor to. And I, I, Take me out of the equation right now. I don't, even, I don't even care about that as much as I care about. Think about on the other side of these walls right here. The purpose kids, the leaders that are back there imparting wisdom and imparting Jesus on, the, on behalf of our kids. Let's show them some honor. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5.17 that, that, that a prophet is worthy of double honor. And so, man, when y'all are going back there to pick your kids up, man, just honor those teachers. Love them. Honor the, honor the, I just want to take a second to honor our staff here at Purpose Church and our lead team and our trustees that they serve in different capacities. I love them so much. I'm so thankful for them. And I'm just going to be a guy that is just, just full of honor when it comes to that. I, I think it's so important that we do that. Again, uh, the next generation, these guys and gals that are going to step into serving our kids and, and loving them and, and doing whatever they can every single week to make sure they're pointing them to Jesus. Let's show some honor. And again, for me, I'm going to show honor to other churches that are in our area. I want you to understand that, that listen, if, if we can gather, and it's got Purpose Church's name on it, cool, but guess what, if it's got Jesus' name on it, even better, right? Because again, at the end of the day, we are on the same team, doing the same thing, trying to get as many people to heaven as possible, and so again, there are so many churches in our area that are doing incredible things for God, and we're going to be the chief cheerleaders at the front saying, you know what, man, keep going, you're doing a great job, we're celebrating you, we're celebrating what God is doing with you, is that okay with everybody because that's what we're going to be about as a church. I want you to know that. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? This is why it matters. Back to, back to Mark chapter 6 verse 4. It matters so much because it actually hurts you if you don't show honor. It actually hurts you if you don't show honor. Then Jesus told him, verse 4, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. See, what's crazy about Scripture right here is it doesn't say that he would not. The Scripture says that he could not. Now again, think about what just happened right before this. That he had just healed a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years, healed her instantly. That, that literally he just raised a, a young lady back to life and, he, and did all of that right before this. But in the context right here where there was a lack of faith and a lack of honor, he could not do any of the big miracles I feel that Jesus was willing to do. And again, I want to challenge all of us. I don't under, let, me, let me clarify something. I don't understand this. Can I be honest with you? I don't really understand this part of scripture where it says that he could not do it. I don't understand that. But I want you to understand, though, what I do recognize and what I do know 
is that a lack of honor and a lack of faith limited what Jesus would have done otherwise. And again, let me just say, as a church, we are going to be a place that honor is our posture. That Romans 12.10, be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Romans 12.10 in the ESV, outdo each other in showing honor. How does that look for you personally in your life? Guess what? This week, you take somebody out to dinner, I hope you have a check battle in order to pay for the meal. You know what I'm talking about? You know, like, like, no, 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 not like, oh, like you got, some of y'all got alligator arms when you go to, when you go to uh, getting a check. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh man, I can't reach it. So some of you do, right? I've been there. But let's have some check battles. You ask somebody to dinner, hey, listen, let me, let me serve you. Let me get the check this time. Let me handle it. In your marriage, you want to have a healthy marriage? Guess what you got to do? Outdo one another in showing honor. Right, do whatever it takes to say, you know what, yesterday we had a, just a, 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 a thing. As I, was, I was going outside to read over this, and the Holy Spirit got a hold of my heart because yesterday I didn't outdo Allie in honor. And I had to stop in a moment. I had to go inside and say, babe, I'm, I'm so sorry I haven't outdone you in honor today. Like, we got to, let's do what you were talking about doing. Let's go to this. And let's, let's make sure that we spend time with each other in doing this. And again, I just, I, I want you to understand that this is a process that we have to go through. And we want to have a church that shows honor. Guess what? Let's be a people that serves, that speaks life, that loves, that, that, that gives, that, that leads the way in all the things that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. Again, this is just the groundwork for where we're going as a church. I wanted to lay that for us over the last couple of weeks. That, man, we're going to do whatever it takes that we can connect people to Jesus and help them live on purpose. Again, I just want to take a few seconds just to show honor to, to, to my wife, Allie. First lady of Purpose Church. I like that. Somebody said that one time. I like that. I like that a lot. So just love her so much. She served so many times behind the scenes. You may not see her. You may not know. But the reason why I can stand in front of you and preach with, the, with I feel like sometimes some confidence is because I got a woman that's right beside me that's praying for me, praying for you. She talks about you all the time. She prays for you all the time. Our kids, we, man, we love this place so much. We're so thankful for this place. I love, again, our staff. Our, uh, they do an incredible. Don't you love Allie and our staff and everybody else that's here at this church? And I'll just tell you, it's crazy the amount of people we've been able to reach over the last couple of weeks. And we've got three and a half. Katie is, is part-time paid full-time all the time, right? Like, she, she, she's, she's a full. we got four staff for how many people we're reaching, man. God is doing some incredible things. Our leadership team, our lead team, man. I'm so thankful for Randy and Tika being on that and A.B. And I'm so grateful for, for all of that that makes our trustee team, man. It just makes those decisions in this church financially. Hey, can we do that? Can we not? Can we, can we pull it back here? Can we work on this? I, I just, I'm so thankful for the leadership of this church. I'm so thankful for some pastors in my life, Pastor Joe Colley, you know, Pastor Mike Burnett, Pastor J.D. O's, just some guys that have imparted some wisdom in on me. I'm a young guy, but man, I'm willing to lean into some leadership. And I'm thankful for our community leaders, right? I'm thankful for, for Mayor Bob Rogers. I'm thankful for uh, Judge Executive Kenny John Imes. I love both of those guys. I'm so thankful for them. And again, other churches in our area. Listen, if we can, if we can celebrate the name of Jesus together, that's what we're going to be about. And let's be a church where honor is our posture. And above all else, we're going to honor God, and then we're going to honor the name of Jesus. That we're going to honor that name. That we're going to sing about that name. That we're going to be a place that declares, not just with our lips, but our hearts. Like it says in Matthew 15, 8. 
that their lips declare it, but their hearts are far from me. It will not be said of us because we are not going to be a church that gives God lip service. We're not going to treat Jesus as familiar. We're not going to treat, treat baptism as ordinary or salvation as just something that just happens. He's not the big man upstairs. No, no, no. Jesus is not my homeboy. Jesus is not my six-pound, eight-ounce infant baby Jesus. No, no, no. You know who King Jesus is? He's the returning and risen King. He's the conquering King and Lord of Lords. He's the Prince of peace. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He is the Lion and the tribe of Judah. That King Jesus is the Lamb of God. And He's my Redeemer. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. And He's my King. That's the name of Jesus that we're going to be about. I want to be a church that says we're vocal with our honor. That we will speak to people's potential. And we will honor Jesus with our lives and our lips. Because honor is something that we do. It's our posture. Come on. If you believe that, can you jump up on your feet? and give Jesus all the praise in this place. Come on, give it up for King Jesus. And maybe you're in here and you've never accepted that relationship that Jesus is offering to you. Right now, you can do that. So if you don't mind, bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're watching online, if it's safe for you, just pause for a second and just say, hey, you know what? Let's just answer this question. Have you ever accepted Jesus in your life? If you haven't, today is the day of salvation, I believe. Somebody in this room needs to say yes to a relationship with Christ. If that's you, would you say something like this? Would you pray this? Would you say, dear Jesus, I want you to come in my life. I want you to save me. I believe you died on the cross. I believe that you went into the grave, and I believe that you got out of the grave. And I'm giving my life to you today. King Jesus, save me. I believe that you're the king. I believe that you're the Lord, and you're the king and Lord of my life today. God, I give you, I give you my life. And help me live for you from this day forward. If that's you watching online, listening on podcast, or in this room, if you just prayed something like that, you didn't have to say it word for word, but you said, hey, I want, I want to know, I, I want to know that I have a relationship with Jesus. I just prayed to receive Jesus. If that's you, I would love to know that today. All right, if you don't mind here, just a second, we got our prayer team that's going to be up here on the front corners of the walls in this place. And if you don't mind taking that connection card that's behind you and at the bottom it says I said yes to Jesus if you can fill that out check mark that at the bottom I said yes to Jesus and if you don't mind taking that to one of these guys and gals listen it would be our honor to be able to follow up with you to be able to meet you to be able to encourage you to be able to to help however we can if you're watching online listening on podcast all you got to do is text the word purpose to 270-229-6488 that would be awesome so on the count of three I'm going to ask you to move one two if you're in this room, serve team, don't leave just yet. We're still going to have a time of giving, something we get a chance to do. We honor God through that. If that's you and you just made a decision to follow Jesus, whether you need to take another step, listen to our team. We'd love to have you down here. Love to, love to get to know you. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, come on, Purpose Church. Can we lift our heads? Can we give Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the loudest ovation? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Give it up for King Jesus in this place. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.